Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. And we are so excited to be joined today by Jenna Monaco, modern mystic, psychic medium who has been trained and certified in stress coaching and meditation slash mindfulness coaching, also the host of the Spark Intention podcast, which Ambrosia and I are going to be on next week. So hi, Jenna. Welcome to the show. Hello. It's so good to be here, be in your energy again. Yeah, we had so much fun when we were on your podcast. It's not often that Ambie and I uh, get to be interviewed on someone else's podcast, and yours was so fun to do. So really excited for that to come out. Yeah, me too. Me too. There's a lot of really relevant information, I think, moving forward in it. And um, so I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Yay. Us too. Um, well, since you're new to the podcast, our podcast, you know, we would love for you to tell the audience just a little bit about you and your backstory and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, it's a windy road. Um, so I'll make it brief. Um, but in short, I'm, I'm a skeptic turned psychic, uh, medium. How did that happen? Um, through my mental health journey, honestly, um, I started with a lot of stress, a lot of depression and anxiety. And after my dad passed away, I really needed to work through a lot of stuff, a lot of um, childhood trauma, a lot of things like that. And I found that spirituality became a side effect of healing. It was never something I was searching. And then learning about my intuition and learning how important my intuition has been in my own healing process with my emotional being um, and my road back to being a happy, um, fulfilled person. And so helping others through mostly content and creation. Um, I do one-on-one work as well. I do one-on-one sessions for the psychic mediumship, but, um, as far as coaching goes, I don't do that so much anymore. Um, but I still help some people occasionally if they feel called to do so. So that's really where in brief (laughs) the story, um, there's a lot we could dive into, but I, you know, I just, the emotional part of the healing process is what I tend to focus on and be most passionate about is our emotions as triple water sign (laughs) so that's me (laughs) that's that's really powerful I I think that's uh I think emotions is a really it's it's so interesting because it's the thing that we all deal with but it's the thing that we all kind of know the least about or we under or we have the hardest time with I think of like how to feel our emotions what what's the purpose of of our emotions how do we handle our emotions what are the right emotions etc. So I think it's really powerful work that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, I, I actively avoided my emotions for a very long time. And it caused a lot of um, mental uh, problems and then physical as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, our emotional being is one to tap into. And I think that's also part of where our our intuition starts to speak and come through is in our emotions and in our body. Um, everyone's so different. Everyone's kind of just created a little bit differently. So, um, but for me, it was really through my body and my emotions that I was able to tap into my intuition. And from there, a lot of really powerful healing began to take place. And I realized 
oh, like everyone has, you know, psychic abilities. Everyone is, you know, intuitive if they tap into it and they're open to listening to it. And then from there, I was always really scared of mediumship. Um, and that's how I got into mediumship <laughs> and then seeing how helpful it can be for people and how healing it can be for their emotional being. And so that's why I do it. That's, that's I feel like, go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Amy. <laughs> um, I was going to say that's beautiful. And I wanted to know what your thoughts are on, um, a little bit more about the healing process after someone has lost a loved one and going to a medium and, and how that can help or um, grief counseling and just the whole process of that. Yeah, I, I think the most important thing to know about grief and the grieving process is that it's not linear and new layers come up all the time. Um, and then something that I didn't realize was that our subconscious kind of marks it on a calendar. So every year, uh, something, you know, every May for me, because my dad passed away in May, is, is always heavier. And so even if I'm not really consciously thinking about it, our subconscious has kind of an energetic marker. And so going to a medium, I think we really start to question, like, are they really gone forever? You know, is, is that really... And I think that that was too heavy for me to accept. And it didn't also really resonate or feel true. And so the question then became, well, then what is true for me? And so I think going to a medium can provide that bridge between the spirit and the spirit realm, whatever you want to call it, um, and the, the living and give peace that there is life after death and in some form and some capacity and that they're not, their energy isn't gone forever. They're always with you. And I think that that's part of the, the permanency of death, I think is part of the hardest thing to grasp when you're grieving. And it's, I think a medium makes it a little less, not necessarily permanent, but it's like, okay, well, there's still more, there's still a connection. That's not, that hasn't been broken. Um, the physical body might be taken away, but the energetic body moves on and moves forward and is still with me. And that brings a lot of peace, um, especially as I grieve those who pass on now. Um, it brings me so much peace of mind that their energy is still with me. I know um, we were talking uh, up until we were recording and we were talking about, you know, how intense this eclipse season has been. And you seem to actually be really like <laughs> kind of tuned into what what is best for you during this eclipse season and just eclipse season in general. And I'm curious if you could share a little bit about that, about like what this time is that we're all going through, because it's very interesting, like. I know for me, I know there's a ton of astrological things going on right now, and there's so much intensity happening in my life right now. Um, so yeah, I'm curious if you could share a little bit about like your perspective of this this kind of threshold we're passing through. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I've always been kind of like a knowledge is power kind of person, and so I'm happy to talk about anything that you know. I think it gives us a point. Of reference, like okay, well, at least I understand why it's this way, or I understand I can attach a purpose to it um, instead of just like being in complete chaos. <laughs> right. And so, eclipse season is a very intense energy, and I love that you you said it that way. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. It's just intense, and with the planets that are square right now. Um, we're, we're working very heavily with Pluto right now. Pluto is going to be in the sign of, of Capricorn for the next couple of years. Still, um, it's been there. I think we, I just talked about this with my teacher, uh, Denise Elizabeth Byron. You should check her out. She's amazing. Um, especially when it comes to all things astrology, but, um, I think till 
2023. So we're here for a little bit more time with Saturn, but really what she was saying was Pluto started here around 2008 um, to 2012. And so it's like, okay, I'm here. And when you have Capricorn energy, that's a very um, structured energy. It's asking you to really examine your foundations. And if there's anything that's shaky or cracked or um, anything like that, it's, it's Pluto's going to be like, like, you know, am I, can I knock it down? Cause if I can knock it down, you have to rebuild it, um, to create a really solid foundation. And Pluto is the planet of death and, and rebirth and transformation as well. So when you're talking about transforming your structures on top of an eclipse and eclipse energy is, is very much like a heightened moon energy, right? So, um, a lot of emotional body, a lot of emotional beings, things rising to the surface that we might have kept in the shadows. Um, so paired with that energy, you're going to find that anything that's not serving you anymore is going to go, it's going to need to go. And if you're really stuck on holding on to that energy and it's kind of perfect, we're talking about grief, there's a grieving process too, that has to go hand in hand with this time. So if there's a friendship that needs to come to a close or perhaps needs to transform or transmute, then you're going to need to face that right now. So the hard conversations are going to want to be had right now. The, um, the restructuring, the move, if you're moving or you're changing jobs or like, there's a lot of change that wants to occur right now. There's a lot of um, reforming that wants to occur specifically right now in eclipse season. And so I think that the best advice I can give during this time is to allow what comes up to, to rise and just meet, meet it, meet it where you're at. Don't have to love it. <laughs> you don't have to like it, um, but just meet it where you're at and give yourself a little more grace and time to rest I think it's really important right now, specifically like physical sleep and physical rest um, because you're working through all of that energy and you're meeting a really potent energy of change and transformation right now. Mm. You know, that makes sense because I've been so tired lately, like yeah, to the point to where I'll go to bed at like eight o'clock, which is very, very abnormal for me. And I'll wake up at like eight in the morning and I'm like, how did this happen? So. Yeah. Yeah. And also like Mercury's in retrograde as well. So communication we're, we're finding, especially because of what you do Ambrosia, like that communication work, (laughs) there's more energy and effort put into clarity right now. Um, And so interpretation and and like giving to and being that channel in an energy where communication is slowing down you need to slow down in order to be clear takes more it just takes more energy I think Mm. yeah I would agree with that for sure yeah that's yeah it resonates with me too because I've been taking a lot of naps lately and I don't usually (laughs) right before right before this I was taking a power nap um but but thanks for clarifying that um Jenna because it's just it makes it makes a lot of sense and it it really it's so so and I wanted this question to lead into what we what else we were talking about which was you know the um quieting the noise to create what you want to create because it feels right now and this is what I was talking to Ambie about it's like I just feel like everything is so loud right now everyone is so loud right now and it's honestly making me want to just retreat and be like I don't even want to it's too much it's too loud like I just everyone seems like it almost feels like they're shouting their perspective at me And there's so many different perspectives and that's fine, but it just feels like too much information, information (laughs) overload. And so I'm curious to hear your perspective on this idea of like how to silence the noise so that we can create, you know, we can have the energy to create, we can have our clarity to create, we can have the discernment to create what we want to create. Yeah. This is such a good question. And I think this is something that I 
I always, I tend to feel things uh, like a couple weeks before the collective. And so <laughs> take you back a couple weeks um, that want to just like step off social media, like just ghost, just like completely ghost and just like pull a Taylor Swift and just like leave for, for a year and nobody hears me or sees me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was so profoundly like, like a want of mine. Like I was really yearning for it. And so I sat with that energy. I was like, that's interesting. And I think what I came up with was that the consumption of content right now where, I mean, we're consuming so much and especially as a um, person who has tapped into your sensitivity, um, we require more space to be with ourselves. Uh, we just do. And so if there's something, if you're feeling that need to like step back, and I think that's also why sleep is one, because it's our way of kind of just being with ourselves. We shut out everything else, um, except for, you know, the dream world and that's a whole other topic and conversation, but, um, to, to give yourself that time, and I think that's part of that Saturn Saturnian <laughs> like energy of like, I need space. I need, I need parameters or boundaries, whatever word feels good for you um, to be with myself and my energy. And it might just be a season of replenishment for you and not necessarily a season of production. Um, and that's okay. That's, that's how we, that's how we, are that's you know we all have our winter we all have our spring and our summer and our fall you know um that's not coinciding with the actual seasons and also does but that would be my like my best um kind of advice in this time is to really just take a step back like I post and then I step and then I go away and some and I if I find myself wanting to scroll, I'm like, okay, pause. Like, what are you trying to check out from? And so, just really inviting in the curiosity as well um, to ask yourself, where where am I wanting to check out? Uh, why do I want to check out? And and from what am I trying to potentially avoid here? And I think that's really helped me in the last few weeks of just like, okay. I, I just have been consuming too much and I've been avoiding creating my own stuff and being in my own mind. Cause I have a lot of stuff going on in my life. Like we're moving and we got all sorts of stuff. So, um, just kind of shifting focus. Thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. I've, I, I feel myself like falling into those tendencies and like, I, I it's so interesting too. It's just the way that that we punish ourselves or we berate ourselves for not producing. You know, it, it truly it's times like these that it's like I don't have the energy to, and it's also like, and why do I need to? Like, why do I have to? I have somebody posting for me on social media. Like, I, it, stuff's being taken care of, right? And at the same time, we're doing technically so much. We have so many things coming up. But it's like, even then, it's like you still, I feel like humans, we have this. And I think social media has really amplified this, is this feeling of like, but you could always be posting, but you could always be connecting, but you could always be, you know, you could always be producing in some way. And mm-hmm. and I think um, what I'm hearing from you is like, allow yourself to go through phases of, like you said, replenishment and restoration so that you can be intentional with what you want to put out there and not just be swept up in the energy of everyone else because it's so easy for that to happen right now because the energy is like hot and fast right now if you guys can feel it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also to that point, um, there's – a lot of conditioning to always do to receive. And that's just not true. Um, so if there's something that you're wanting to receive right now, uh, sit with that and like, and, and just like really be in the richness of like what you're asking for and what you're receiving. But we, but production doesn't always equal like what we receive back. And I think that's a lie that we're like very conditioned into in, in this society to produce, 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 produce. And if we're not producing, we're not being heard. We're not being seen. Um, people are going to forget about us. We're going to be irrelevant. Uh, 
we're not worthy, we're not valued, um, all of these things. And, and so there's a lot of, again, going back into that emotional needs being met or your emotions, like what is it um, that you're really, really wanting to produce and then letting the rest fall away. And, and that takes energy and effort in and of itself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like your point and I think it's really, we're conditioned to believe that our worthiness is wrapped up with how much we do and how productive we are in a day, you know? So I think that that's a really, um, a really beautiful point that you made there. Yeah. And, and you're showing up still, I mean, you're here, you're on the podcast, you're still producing. And so I think too, I often will tell my clients or um, tell myself, you know, like what you're doing is enough and, and, and like how you're showing up is enough. And we don't always, you know, like for me personally, I always make gym references because I, that's where my first like kind of mental process started was like in, in that realm, but like, I didn't always want to show up, but I knew I'd feel so good when I did. And so there's, um, and, and just like, let that be enough. Like, I'm not always going to have like the best workout, but just showing up made me feel really good. And so, yeah, I think we can apply that into, into our work too. And it's so difficult when you are your own boss, you know, and you're like, well, I'm just trying to figure this out. Like the rest of people, you know, and it's like, am I doing enough to like, to make ends meet this month? Or am I doing enough to like, you know, grow my business or my name or, you know, and we have such a drive and a vision because our spirit is, has, has such a, um, a mission here. And so sometimes we can get caught up in that too, of like, there's not enough time or there's this or the, you know, and, and our, and, and so again, like honing that in and really creating a channel for that energy, um, is, imp- is, an, is just as important as letting that energy flow. It's mm. beautiful. Yeah, that's really well said. I, I, I have a, is it weird, like not to have a want? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. Okay. Cool. I, yeah. I've always been like that. And I think we resonated with, I like, I resonated with you so much, Alexa, on that. Like, and, and I talk about this too. Um, my guides were like manifestation. That's the theme of the month. And I was like, well, crap, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about manifestation. Cause a lot of how it's typically taught just didn't work for me and it didn't resonate with me. And part of that was clarity. Mm. Um, and I was like, I, that, I have a general idea of like where I'm going and what I want. Um, but that idea of like, what do you want has always haunted me always because I've never had an answer for that. And I think some souls come to this lifetime. They're like, I am going to surf the Mavericks and that is my goal. And that is it. And like, but I, I don't think that that's a very normal thing. I really don't. I think most of us have, we're multi-passionate and we're driven by a multitude of things. And I think when we boil that down to the core of it, perhaps the want is just to be in existence with life. And, and also, again, going back to that worthiness piece, that is enough, you know, to, to touch the lives of the people that you're in, in an, in a given day is, is enough. It's, it's more than enough. It's beautiful. It's, it's bountiful and it's plentiful because they go on and touch others. And and that's the ripple effect. Um, So yes, I think some souls come here and they're like, I'm going to be this person and I'm going to be this name and they know, and it's great and it's amazing. And, and gosh, I wish, you know, at some level, but my journey here was obviously to say, okay, well, if that's my wish and that's not who I am, then how do I accept who I am? And I think that, yeah, that's, that's a journey too. And as just as valid. (laughs) Definitely huge journey accepting who you are is oh it's why is yeah. it so hard it's Amby, were you gonna say something sorry if I, well, I was I was just saying that I to answer your question I was gonna fill space but I feel like <laughs> I'll answer your question 
That's Alexa and I's new thing now. We'll be like, I'm just going to fill space. Well, well no, we're talking on the phone and like there will be a little bit of space and one person will so be like, so I and then the, anyway, and then we realize and the other person's like going to say something and then that person's like, you go. And they're like, no, no, you were saying something. And it's like, I was literally just filling space. That's all I was doing. <laughs> it's just I was just talking. I was just trying to keep the conversation going. But what I was going to say is I think it's so hard because it feels like the society that we live in has told us that you're here for a reason. You're supposed to do something, right? If you look at, like, the example of, like, the kids' TV shows, like Barney, you're special and nobody's like you, right? And so that can really fuck with us when we become adults because we realize that we are special, but there are other people like us. And holy crap. I've been lied to. And also, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, or maybe I'm not going to figure it all out at 18. And so I think that that can really mess with our heads as we get older and older, and we have an idea of what we should be doing as compared to um, what our heart tells us that we're, we're wanting to do, or what our soul is telling us that we want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been sitting with this for a while, like the last week of specifically Ambrosia you picked up on it that that 18 year old like you're an adult and I was like it's just I think about a lot of these things like you're 18 or you're like working eight hours a day like it was all just somebody just decided that one day and then that just became a standard but it but it really there's no scientific proof or evidence like actually we mature at 25 like as a full like adult, um, there's, there's a lot that happens between 18 and 25 and who we become. So I think that that is part, these kind of conversations and these kind of questions and, and sitting with the hardness of it and being that change is part of that Saturn Plutonian energy that we're working with is like, okay, well, this doesn't work. And so how do we, um, show up differently and create a different standard that might not necessarily be one for everyone, but just one for ourselves. And if it resonates, great. If it doesn't, then the invitation is to create your own. And, and, and maybe, you know, somebody told me I was a patchwork of a person once they're like, I can't peg you like you don't. And I was like, I'm unpeggable, you know, (laughs) whatever that means, you know, but like, I think we all are right. Like, like we, that is what you're saying about like, we are all unique and some patches match with other people's um, blanket, you know, and, and we see that and we recognize in that and we're like, Ooh, that's good. That feels good. Um, and that's what makes us feel less alone are those shared kind of experiences or um, uh, thoughts or whatever. But we are all weaving our own tapestry at the same time. Mm, that's such a beautiful image. Um, and I like I think a patchwork of a person is like that's kind of should be a good thing. I mean, I, you know, you're all these different parts and all the of all these different experiences that you've you've had, and that's your unique composite makeup. That's that's your uniqueness as a being. Um, so when we're talking about like creating the well, first of all, I just want to say thanks for answering the question about like not having a want, because I think what I'm recognizing is like, yeah, that's actually kind of what you're going for. Sometimes it's like you, you to just be where you are and not need to have a want and be okay with in not always having to have some sort of a goal. You know, there's time mm-hmm. for goals and there's a time for enjoyment and maybe right now it's just okay to be where you are. Um, but when we are talking about like, let's say you do have a goal or you do have something you want to create or, you know, a certain life you want to have, something that I've noticed coming up quite a bit is, or something I've experienced quite a bit in my life is uh, <laughs> the past coming up in order to um, prove to me why I shouldn't have X, Y, and Z, like a deservability. And, you know, I feel like I've been able to heal a lot in my life and create a lot in my life. And I'm very happy for the most part with where my life is now. But there's always that next level. 
And it always questions for me that like deservability and or deservedness or worthiness. I mean, it goes hand in hand with worthiness. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm curious, what's your, do you have any insight or um, tips for people who struggle quite a bit with um, worthiness, deservedness, guilt, shame, intrusive thoughts that continue to bring them (laughs) back down when they're trying to create something they want? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, A couple things. Um, If you have any sort of religious trauma, uh, especially like for me, I can only speak from the Catholic church because that's what I grew up with. But, you know, every Sunday, I'm not worthy to receive you. Only say the word and I shall be. I mean, you say these things like affirmations really over and over and over again. And and that at eight from age five to 10, especially, you know, that becomes a, that becomes an integral belief. It becomes a, um, a pillar of your foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very cracked, very broken, very weak. And Pluto's going to be like, Hey, we're going to recreate that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you know what's just on that note? It, it's it's interesting because I grew up. I was actually raised Jewish, but I'm not very religious at all. But I was raised. But my dad was raised Catholic, and it. I was. I never have been in a church, but like he struggles with that quite a bit, and I feel like it was just like transposed onto me. Even though I've never been in a church, I've never. Been, I never. I didn't have any of the experiences he had, but like I was with him or I have my DNA that I have, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just, it resonates with me quite a bit, like the Catholic, like religious thing. Well, yeah. The other, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Jenna. Oh no, no, please go, go. I was going to say the other thing that I feel like is when we talk about like 3d and 5d, right? Like you have to reach a certain level of enlightenment to go to 5d or you're not worthy enough of going to 5d so you're gonna stay down here in 3d it's the heaven and hell concept if you aren't good enough then you're not going to go to heaven and you're going to go to hell that is it's so obvious to me that it's so similar yes yes Yeah. yeah i have chills all over my body because i feel that so oh i have so much <laughs> passion around that and so much fire around that um and 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 here's the thing like it is a great example of how conditioned religion has become like um and and this isn't to bash religion or or anything like that if, i mean if the church serves you and it's and it supports you and it it makes gives you peace and fulfillment like great fantastic it doesn't for me so when I sit with words, words are like my favorite thing. I love the alphabet. It's like my favorite thing. Um, and I sit with a word and I ask myself, I dissect, what is the story around this word for me? And the story around deservedness, and this especially deservedness, and the story around worthiness, when it boils down for me, is that believing in ourselves, reconnecting to our power is an act of rebellion, against a society because deservedness and worthiness are a human concept Mm -hmm. that was created to place some in power and others not. And that's all it is. And so am I worthy? Am I deserving? Yes, of course. Like we all are every Mm -hmm. creature that everything that exists is worthy of existing the only person that's questioning that is who's down here putting, placing power ab- or trying to be above someone else. And the way that my guides have always shown me like pe- people is like, we're all like sitting on a football field with like these like reality, like virtual reality glasses on that are telling us we're either above or below, mm-hmm. but like we're all sitting on the same football field. It's just like the lens in which we're looking through basically. And, and so the worthiness piece is, I think it affects all of us so much because that is what keeps us in a position instead of taking those glasses off and realizing like, I, Mm -hmm. 
worthiness was never a question. Deservedness was never a question. I mean, if I look at certain people who are not great people who have so much, right? Yeah. And I think about some people who I know who are the most incredible, loving, kind, brilliant people who have so little, but we reward the little in a way because then you're a, mar- you know, it's like we have that martyrdom concept. So there's a lot that I feel like has been in- woven into our society from, again, to place power. And it's always been power and power is not a bad thing, right? Like reconnecting to our power is an act of rebellion. But again, it's like we all have that shadow and light aspect of every concept, every word. And so it's like, where are we falling on that spectrum with it? What's our, what is our story with it? Um, that we have to discern and decide for ourselves. Anyway, I went like down to like a whole rabbit hole there, but I have a lot to say on that. And then also just really quickly, like the 3D and 5D thing again. So like everything you said, Ambrosia, like it's, you are exactly where you need to be and, and, and raising your vibration or ascending or whatever is something that Elise Bradway said on my podcast, and I love her so freaking much. She's like, it really boils down to actually descending back into your heart, descending back into who you are, stripping away all that you're not, all of those stories, those patterns, behaviors, all of the stuff that's been poured on your shoulders, everything that's in your DNA from your ancestors when you strip all of that away, you're in the highest vibration you could possibly be in. You're you, you know, you're your spirit, your soul, yourself, you're part of source. Like what, what other, like what else is there? Right. So anyway, that's, that's what I have to say around that. (laughs) I love that so much. And I think that it's become very clear to me that human beings like to make everything a competition from Mm -hmm the size of our breasts as women or, you know, how, how enlightened someone is compared to someone else, which defeats the whole purpose, right? Or, um, you know, what kind of car someone has, whatever, it doesn't matter. But it's almost comical to me at this point of how competitive we are as human beings. And I'm not saying I'm not, but it's just funny that we can get so caught up in the competition that we don't see the bigger picture, like you're saying on the football field. I love that image. Yeah. I, when they gave that to me, I was like, that's a really distinct odd, but like great image of like, we're, we're really all just sitting on the football field. And I think our ego and our body um, is such a amazing teacher being in this dense body as an energetic being, I was sitting in the car with my mom and and my husband, we were driving down to our house to go work on it. Um, And they, I would say like, it's about an hour drive and 45 minutes of it. They were just talking about all of the things that they hated about drivers, other drivers. And they're like, see, now that's the thing. And they're like, Oh, but like, if this is, and I just, I was sitting there smiling because I was like, this is such a like egoic part of the brain that they're like working in and they're having this like 45 minute conversation about like the ifs and the ands and the bits of like other drivers and like what is acceptable and what isn't. But it made me so happy because it's part of life and it's just part of like being in this body. And I think that, that, you know, Alexa, when you're saying like, I don't have a want, like, isn't that fulfillment, you know, like just being happy and existing and like, just being like, I th- it, that's kind of what we're all looking to achieve in the, is, is to not need or want anymore. Um, and I, I think that there's just, again, it's like that egoic part is just such a, an excellent teacher for our soul's evolution and our soul's growth. And, I don't know how, how much of my soul has grown. You know, I, I think, I think she's, it has grown, you know, like over time. Right. Um, but there's so much wisdom locked in there already from, I I believe our lifetimes of existence. Um, and so 
yeah, I, there's just so much that life has to teach us here. And I don't know if you guys have seen the, the movie Soul. Did you see yes. it? The Pixar movie? That movie. Watch it. Keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> it made me cry. So I, I, well, I cried everything. Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I, because the end message was really so on point for me of just like being here is yeah. the greatest gift. And I could cry thinking about it because every single moment is so freaking beautiful. And like, that's my why just to be, just to be here and like see people and breathe. It's just like that, like that is, that's my want. Like that is what I want. And I'm living that every single day. And that's a huge gift. So that can be a want and it can be enough. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for that. I really, I know exactly what you mean about the end of that movie. I keep, I think about the little, um, what are they called? The things that fly through the air, the, the spinning twisty things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the symbol of just like, just that moment in life when just, you know, you're just, you're just, it's just a moment and it's so beautiful to be living it. Um, but Wow, this has been a really amazing conversation. Um, Jenna, is there anything that you feel really called to share? I feel like we could talk to you for a very, very long time. I love talking to you so much. And you know that phrase that says, it's not about what you said, it's about how the person makes you feel? Mm -hmm. Like you you just exude that so well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I was thinking the same thing, Ambie. I was literally like, I'm going to tell Jen after this. I just like really like when she's around. I'm going to text her. Is it okay if I text her? I was thinking the same thing because I just like really love your energy. And I think that that's such a perfect example too of, again, like the, the gift that we're here to give, right? It's not about like, all the money we make and all the success we have and all that. It's really, like you said, Ambie, it's about the way that you make other people feel and and you can show up on a podcast and literally like turn around someone's whole day, you know? Exactly. And it's not about like how like psychic you are or anything like that. Like you're just, you're just talking to us and your energy is just so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you both. I, my whole my like inner child is so happy because she always wanted to talk about things like this and like nobody wanted to hear (laughs) like nobody wanted to talk about this my my poor mom I mean bless her but she just she's like you go deep like a lot like it's like a lot (laughs) here um so I'm I'm so happy that I can I can um talk about these things because it makes me so excited to to talk about them and and um talk about them with people who want to hear them and have questions or or who have something to something profound to to tell me because of it or like in return it's just I love it I love it I love it so thank you for having me and and thank you for just being you and holding the space for for this um and for other people to tune in and pique their curiosity and and I've been listening to the inner bloom podcast like a lot since <laughs> since, we, since I met with you guys and so um it's been it's been a wonderful journey to be taken on in on your podcast so thank you for creating that for so many people Thank you so much for that compliment. You're so sweet. Yeah, thank you so much. And actually, I did have one last question that I wanted to ask you before we sign off. Is there's a ton of books behind you, and they're color coded, so it's a very oh, they are color coded. You are fancy, Jenna. Yeah, it's a very um, uh, visually pleasing thing to look at in the background. And I was curious because obviously you val- you or somebody really values books. So I was curious, do you have any book recommendations for our listeners? Good question. Melissa. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I keep you here all day. I used to work at a bookstore. So. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I And I also love rainbows. Like rainbows make me so happy. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. Um, I... I do. I do have book recommendations. All right. Okay. 
just a just a follow up question to that. Um, are you looking for a specific genre, or just like any book? Maybe like your three favorite books of all time. Okay, oh. okay, I can do this. Okay, so this might be surprising to you. I know you're hyping yourself up. I've got this. I can do this. <laughs> like okay, honing in, bringing in. Um, okay, so the first book. This might be surprising to people because I am such a like kind of bubbly, happy person. Um, but I really like dark things, obviously, um, and dark themes. So the first book is *The Secret History* by Donna Tart. Should have won the Pulitzer, in my own personal opinion. Um, but Donna Tart really explores um, the psyche, and so it's about these. Uh, group of people who um, are college students who killed their best friend and you're like why you know you start and then you you figure it out like the middle of the book and I feel like anybody else who would have written it written it (laughs) would have been like it would have been a soap opera like it would have been awful but she wrote it I mean it's just incredibly written cannot recommend it enough I love that book it was a 24-hour audiobook and I was engrossed couldn't amazing i love it (laughs) um (laughs) and then the next one is called the serpent king by jeff sentner that book's a very personal book to me um he writes the most three-dimensional characters i've ever experienced um and it's a personal book because it goes into ancestry in a way um and i actually just got a tattoo of quote on on my back um but anywho um basically it's about a boy whose dad is uh not the greatest person and um he's haunted by this idea of like being like his family line and um he goes through this whole journey to realize like he can be his own person and his family doesn't have to define who he is. And so there's the quote in the book that says their darkness is not your darkness. Their poison is not your poison. Even their name is not your name. And that really changed my life. Like it was the first time I think in a book that I really ever felt seen and heard in a way that I couldn't describe because my dad was an alcoholic and there's a very long line of that. And I was so afraid of being a monster um, and being cursed with, being a terrible person, you know? Um, And and not that my dad was, but when he was drinking, he was, right? So anyway, so that would be the second one. Told you, they're really heavy things. (laughs) And and then the last one though, is is a spiritual book, The Four Agreements. Um, If you read any spiritual book ever, that would be my recommendation. Like The Four Agreements um, by Don Miguel Ruiz, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, at, like, it, it's all there in this little. It's and it's just wonderful. So be my just get three recommendations: um, fiction, young adult fiction, and then um, spiritual. Thank you so much. Those are amazing. Actually. Um, Ambi, uh, we, we did like a spiritual book club episode and that was one of the books that, um, Ambi recommended for agreements. Amazing. And also the other books sound, even though they sound a little darker, they sound like really beautiful books, like journeys to go on to, uh, that I, I feel like sometimes like you in personal development, you do want to be taken on a journey. You do want to, that explores those themes, but that isn't always like a self-help book, you know? So yeah. 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 Those sound amazing. And thank you so much for uh, the recommendation. Cause I truly like the whole time, all I could see was your books. I was like, she's got to have some good stuff in there. <laughs> yes. And I just finished the scientist and the psychic. And I feel like that's right up both of your alley. I've heard, Wait, of, that I've heard of that Are you too. Reading that no, but I've heard of it too. What's it about? Um, so the scientist is, it's, it's, a, it's like part memoir, part like this journey with this son and his mother, who is a pretty prolific psychic in the 70s and 80s, I believe, 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, Geraldine, I forget her name, but Canadian. Um, and so he's kind of piecing together, like, can I scientifically prove that 
psychics exist. I mean, he had this experience with a very psychic mother. Right. And, um, and he's, he, he keeps it very uh, grounded mm-hmm. while also very open. And I really appreciated that duality because I'm always really curious about the science of, especially like, why can I do this? You know, like why, right. how does this, you know? And so he really explores that with um, different, there's different, um, I guess, what do you, what do you even call them? Experiments that he does uh, with his mother, but then that's also kind of taking you through her life story. It's so beautifully woven. Great book. Hmm. I'm going to check that out. Same. That sounds definitely up our alley. We've been talking about <laughs> science and spirituality a lot recently as well. So thank you so much. Um, Jenna, how can people get in touch with you? If they want to work with you, if they want to book a session with you, if they want to coach with you or anything you're doing. Yeah, they want to start a book club with you. Ah, (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would be a dream. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, maybe I will. Um, So it would be all over the place though. Just fair (laughs) warning. Um, the best place to, to connect with me really is Instagram still. Um, so it's just Jenna with a little period, a little dot. Um, and then Monaco, like the country, no affiliation. Um, Jenna with two ends, And that's the best place to connect with me. Uh, and, and DM me, message me. I love, love talking and connecting with people. And then you can listen to Spark Intention podcast if you're looking to see more of like what my work is it's very hard to explain um but it's that's kind of the best two places i think to get familiarized with me and then my website's jennamonaco.com awesome and definitely check out our episode that ambi and i are going to be on on spark intention podcast it should be out by if you're listening to the audio version of this it should be out by the time you listen to this so uh maybe we'll put a link in the show notes and people can go check it out great awesome thank Thank you you so much much. thank you thank you for being here this was lovely um and um thank you all so much for watching on facebook thank you for listening and until next time keep on blooming on blooming cool i didn't know if you were pointing at me i'm like you you you. okay okay i didn't know you were just finger gunning it i don't know what was happening we love you guys bye bye everybody If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.